Hello, and welcome to the Doctors Washington Podcast. On this episode, we will discuss breast cancer, as October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is a disease that hits home with women worldwide. It occurs in one in eight women nationwide. And with it being that common, it means that we all likely know someone who has had breast cancer. Cancer is defined as an uncontrolled growth of tissue cells. Each organ in your body is made up of trillions of individual cells that work together to allow that organ and then collectively your body to function. These cells are highly regulated, meaning they get signals from one another on what to do when. Your heart muscle cells get a signal to contract when your heart beats. Your gut cells get a signal to break down and absorb your food, which is how you maintain your nutrition. Millions of cells in your hips, knees, and feet get the signal to walk, which is why you walk. Likewise, these cells get signals to divide and make more of themselves. This is how your hair grows and how you grew when you were a child. But the key is that each of these cells has an off switch. When they get the signal to stop dividing, they comply, unless they don't. If they don't comply, then that's how cancer forms. That single cell that did not comply makes the other cells that also don't comply with the signal to stop dividing. Over time, the cells make masses and then they can move to other parts of the body. Breast cancer is an uncontrolled growth of breast tissue cells. Not all tumors are cancer. Some are benign, meaning not dangerous to your health, such as lipomas or fatty tumors, while others are malignant, meaning they are dangerous, like breast cancer. The term breast cancer and the way we use it in the medical community will universally mean malignant or dangerous tumor. There are benign tumors in the breast, but we don't use the term breast cancer to describe them. Most breast cancers are found on mammogram, although many are found by physical exam. We encourage women to palpate their breasts at least once per month. The recommendation is to do this every month around the same time of the month and in the shower when your hands and skin are slippery and wet. Often when I talk to patients in my clinic about this, they would say they don't know what it should feel like. What am I looking for, doc? I instructed them to make a fist and use one fingertip to feel their knuckle. That's what you're feeling for in the breast. Although it, it will feel that firm, it may not be that big. If you feel something like that, it's most likely not cancer, but we recommend you call your doctor to get an exam and most likely a mammogram to check it out. Women are encouraged to obtain a mammogram yearly starting at the age of 40. Many women will also get mammograms at a younger age, especially if they have a strong family history of breast cancer. There are a couple types of mammograms that you, can, that you may be asked to choose from. One is a conventional mammogram, which is a low-dose x-ray system. This is the most commonly used type of mammography, and it's highly effective at identifying abnormal growths in the breast. It's the one we've used for years. Another type that's newer is 3D mammography, which is all the craze at the moment. In conventional mammography, all the breast is seen in one flat image. Imagine taking an orange, which is round and 3D, and making a flat image of it. 3D mammography allows for viewing of the breast tissue in a series of layers and provides a slightly de better detail. 
The reason why 3D mammography is catching on fast is because it has shown to decrease the number of false positive callbacks, which we'll discuss a little later. Public service announcement. If you feel a lump in your breast, call your doctor. It's better to know what's going on than to ignore it. For every disease process we as physicians treat, we can all attest that earlier diagnosis improves outcomes. Although you may be nervous or scared of what the doctor may tell you, it's better for your health to find out sooner rather than later. So who is at risk for breast cancer? The best way to think about it is that breast cancer is common enough that if you were born genetically a female, meaning your chromosomes are XX, regardless of your gender identity, you are at risk of breast cancer. That also goes for those who identify as male and have undergone breast reconstruction. It is impossible to remove all breast tissue surgically. Like we mentioned before, these individual human cells are so small that it can only be seen under a high power microscope. So even after reconstructive surgery, you must still examine your chest. And if you identify a lump, call your doctor. There are other things, however, that increase your risk for developing breast cancer, including a strong family history of breast cancer, as mentioned earlier. This means that you have at least two first-degree family members, such as a parent or a sibling, who were diagnosed with breast cancer. If this is your family history, make sure your doctor is aware and that you do monthly self-breast exams. Your doctor may want to obtain a mammogram earlier than the usual time because of your family history. Additionally, if your family members have had genetic testing and found to be BRCA positive, this can also increase the risk of breast cancer. Other risks worth mentioning are exposure to estrogen, which can sometimes be a risk that is outside of your control. Longer exposures to estrogen seems to increase the risk of breast cancer, meaning for those women whose monthly periods began prior to age 12 and or last longer than age 55. Another way to increase estrogen exposure is estrogen replacement or in certain estrogen-containing contraceptives. Lastly, Notable risk of breast cancer include what we consider general risk factors for poor health, such as obesity, poor exercise, poor diet that includes lots of processed foods and smoking. These factors appear to increase the risk of several cancers, including breast cancer. So what happens if you feel a lump in your breast? Don't get nervous yet. Go to your doctor. Most palpable masses are not cancer. They're often what we call fibrocystic disease, and it changes monthly with your periods. Some can go away and come back throughout the month because of hormone changes. Once you see your doctor, they will decide whether to proceed with a mammogram. Don't worry, doctors are super cautious. We don't like to miss things, so if you feel something, we'll probably do a mammogram for you. After your mammogram, you may be called in for a biopsy. Again, don't get nervous. Most biopsies are benign. If you get a call from your doctor and find that you have a biopsy concerning for cancer or is cancer, your doctor will refer you to a surgeon or a medical oncologist first. This is the usual next step to discuss what happens next. When you have the first appointment with a surgeon, this is not your surgery date. It's a time to meet with a surgeon and get more information. From there, your surgeon or your medical oncologist will determine if based on your tumor, 
he should get surgery first or chemotherapy or targeted therapy first. This is completely based on your tumor and the way you present. So don't think that because someone you know got surgery first and your medical oncologist is recommending chemotherapy first is the wrong move. Cancer care has changed significantly over the past 20 to 30 years. And we've learned that some people do better when they get treatment before removing the tumor and others do not. Trust your doctor. But if for some reason you don't trust that particular doctor, it's okay to get a second opinion too. If the other doctor tells you the same thing, it's probably what we do for everyone with your type of tumor. I caution against getting multiple opinions though, because it usually causes delays in initiation of care. And you don't want that when you know that you could be dealing with a cancer. When time comes around for your surgery, your surgeon will give you the option to have a lumpectomy, which means removing just the tumor, or a mastectomy, which means removing the entire breast with or without reconstruction. The important thing to remember here is that lumpectomy requires you to agree to radiation as well, every time. Mastectomy may or may not require radiation therapy afterwards. The size of your tumor can affect what your surgeon offers. If your tumor is larger, lumpectomy may not provide the best cosmetic result. Therefore, mastectomy may be a better option. Understand that by federal law, your insurance plan must cover the cost for lumpectomy and radiation, single-side mastectomy with or without reconstruction, or mastectomy on both sides with or without reconstruction. Also, understand that your outcome is not based on which you choose. That means that your risk of recurrence of your cancer in your breast, it coming back there or somewhere else, is not changed based on whether you just remove the lump or you remove the whole breast. So your outcome is the same regardless. Often lumpectomy is a same-day surgery, so don't expect that you would stay overnight for that procedure. Conversely, mastectomy is almost never same day, usually requiring one night in the hospital and potentially two nights. If additional therapies such as radiation after mastectomy or chemotherapy is required after mastectomy, we usually wait until you're healed sufficiently to start these things. After surgery is completed and even after radiation or chemotherapy is completed, you're not done forever. Breast cancer can come back. The most common location for recurrence is bone. This can cause bone pain in the location of the metastasis or growth. So if you have metastasis in your hip, you can develop hip pain. Any bone pain after a diagnosis of breast cancer should be evaluated. This is usually examined with a bone scan that your doctor can order. Other sites of metastasis include the liver, lung, and brain. My personal research interest as a hepatopancreatic biliary surgeon, or one that manages liver, pancreas, and bile ducts, is liver metastasis from breast cancer. I hope to prove that through reviewing patients who have had breast cancer and those who are now developing breast cancer, that we should offer periodic imaging to evaluate for liver metastasis in some patients with breast cancer with certain features in hopes that over time we can find these earlier. And like we said at the beginning, once you find it earlier, it's usually easier to treat. For those who develop chronic cough or shortness of breath or other neurologic symptoms, such as chronic headaches, please let your doctor know so they can check into this. Not to be morbid, but most people do want to know, how do people unfortunately die from breast cancer? Often breast cancer patients die of liver failure or lung failure, or also known as respiratory failure. 
This is due to metastatic disease almost universally. Understand that not all breast cancer patients die of their diseases. Some die of old age without recurrence of their tumor, and some die from other things such as heart attacks, strokes, car accidents, or other conditions. For more information on breast cancer, there are a million legitimate resources online. One is breastcancer.org and another is cancer.org. There is a ton of information out there, but please seek details from your primary care doctor, your medical oncologist, or your surgeon if you have specific questions about your condition. Thank you for listening to our podcast episode in observance of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please like, share, or repost on your preferred platform. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Please check back each Wednesday for a new episode. Until next time. The music on the Doctors Washington podcast is by artist Mike Burton. He's a Jackson, Mississippi native. On his album, Soulful, and the track is entitled All Right. It is available on iTunes.